you're in an exploratory phase right now. Is that what you're trying to say? I'm in an exploratory phase. Well, I'm trying to. I I'm talking. I've been talking to a, a lot of different people, and he, the thing that seems to happen to people, especially in business or in leadership, isn't too different than the thing that we just described in terms of music and growing up, which is when you enter into these agreements or situations you make a decision let's say okay cool i'm gonna open a business i have a dream to do this thing or to create this entity that's gonna have this effect on the world or you know at least that's how we look at it maybe i'm maybe i'm being too kind like a lot of people are like i need to make money i'm really good at this thing so i'm gonna do that you are just speaking from a place of inspiration i think a lot of people are like i could do this and i can make money so what a lot of people that you know i talk to these people who are like okay cool now i've created this thing and this thing instead of being a funnel for my creativity it's actually a black hole for my creativity so now i see the world in this weird binary code that's like ins and outs and labor models and schedules Mm. and money which you know if you have a business money is important it's not you know you have to you have to fuel the machine you gotta fuel. you know it's not gonna run itself but people feeling constricted by the things that they've created instead of feeling excited by them. And I think that is mm-hmm. like a stress that a lot of people feel. And I don't think that's the way it's supposed to be. Right. I, because let's say you have an idea. Okay. I'm Jared. I have an idea. Sure do. Um, you can either do that idea, be like, how is this idea going to add to the thing that I have? Like, yeah. we have this thing called Cat and Cloud. How can I use this idea to make this thing better? Or you can say, like, I actually can't do that idea because it doesn't fit inside of this structure that is mm. Cat and Cloud. So I'll just kind of leave that behind. And then you leave that behind, and you leave something else behind, and you leave sure. something else behind. And then all of a sudden, you're just a guy who runs a business, uh-huh. but running that business has nothing to do with the things that you're Your really, really good at. <clears throat> I can definitely see how it can get there. I feel like I've never been comfortable or able to believe what you just said in the con- like meaning I think it's very normal that whole scenario is hyper normal. I've kind of been the person who's like how can how can whatever we want to do integrate into this business and I kind of live my ideas whether they land or happen that's to be seen in the future. But I kind of always try to work in the context of like, this is an idea or a dream I have. How can I work it in so that it works because of the business and vice versa? So that's kind of like the, maybe part of the dream I have for our business is how, how you can make those things come to life because of the business. And that is totally not, I don't think that's normal at all. And I also don't think it's fully happened, but parts of it have. It's not fully happened yet. I feel, but we were working towards stuff. I feel like we're, at least for me, I'm, I'm, I think I'm entering a new phase in my life. Nice, dude. Get some music. Mark the territory. Whatever whatever we've done before yeah. has been pretty good. Mm-hmm. And now we have this, I don't know, we have this thing that exists. And I, I kind of have this feeling that like, okay, whatever got us here isn't going to get us there. And it's time for 2.0. Yeah. Because what really what we need to do is lean into our culture and then do whatever. It's time to, you know, we've got the foundation, we've got the stores, we've got the, 
we've got the partner program, we've got people where they need to be, we've, right. we've got all this thing that's built, and I don't see that one-to-one input of doing more work and getting more reward out of it. I think it's time to shake up the, the magic eight ball mm-hmm. and kind of explore some of these things that are on our mind. I don't know what that means. Well, I mean, but um, <clears throat> it doesn't have to mean anything, but there is a belief we've always had, which is the ability for people to do more dynamic and unique things through work leads to more consistent engagement and more longevity and more happiness. What I mean by that is like, if you have to do the exact same thing every day, even if you love it, it becomes it becomes what it becomes, which is just a little too monotonous. We're too interested in creative. And so one of the things that we did, right, is offered a ton of paid vacation stipends so that people can break that monotony up. That was one simple thing. But on the other side is if we can bring different kinds of work into the umbrella of Cat and Cloud, then people can, which we haven't landed yet, but have the ability to take a working sabbatical and get paid to do something else within our company that's really awesome, maybe for a year and then come back or or stay, you know, and that's that's me spitballing an idea that's always been a dream scenario because I felt and I think I know you felt the same way in other places where it's like, dude, I just want to do something else. I don't hate what I'm doing at all, but I just I need to do something else. I wanted more creative freedom. Sure. I wanted more autonomy. Yes. Not autonomy, I guess. Creative freedom. Creative input. And I wanted more There's some autonomy involved with that, but I hear I, you. I felt like it's at some situ at some point I had paid into the bank of cool, I got a really good track record. I feel like I'm doing what I can do to build trust. Right. And let me get some swings. I want, yeah, I want to be able to capitalize on that a little bit. Yep. I want to be able to, I've done a bunch of things that work really well. Mm. So let's, let's, how, how about I get the freedom to try this, uh-huh. that, and the other. And when that is no longer possible, then I'm like, okay, cool. I have to go. Sure. And everybody has a different point at which that happens to mm. them. And that's going to happen to people that work for us too. Like, yeah, it's, because different you can't peop- win it all. Yeah. Different people yeah. are growing at different rates. Like sure. I'm, I can totally see a situation where we have people who are really, really good working for us and we just don't have the next thing that they need. Yeah. Which doesn't have anything to do with us. It just, it's or a, pu- them, it's a right? puzzle, right? Yeah. Like the two pieces need to fit together. And if mm-hmm. they don't at any given time for any given reason, then it's time to right. find the, find the puzzle piece that does fit. Wow. That was really hard find for a, me to get out. Find or, or create a, the puzzle, the, the place for the puzzle piece to, piece to fit, which are both, they're both, arguably always on the table it just comes down to ideas and execution after that right and and what's the biggest priority which is always hard yeah that's <clears> when <throat> you really have to weigh that trust and track record you know because you can't create puzzle pieces for an entire organization necessarily like not unless you want to and i'm literally just throwing it out there but and and i don't even think we're interested at all in this but there is the other part of that which is most of the time you don't explore all these things because you don't have the money and resources to go do it. So you could become the company that takes on like a significant amount of money to fund a few projects to allow them to go. Oh, sure. You know what I'm saying? So say we have like four people who are ready to expand our business to a pretty significant level and we know they can do it and it somehow aligns. I'm going way beyond where our mentally, where we are mentally at all. But at the same time, I'm thinking of places, right, like Disneyland. They had to take out a shit ton of money to make all these. Arguably, each attraction is kind of like its own 
cafe or restaurant, you could say, sure. right? So I'm like, okay, in order to do that, you have to take out a shit ton of money and then trust this group of people to go do all that stuff. And so for me, I'm like, I'm more speaking about yeah. that is true. I'm more speaking about having that. Um, what is it? That emotional intelligence to realize mm. where, like, what phase you're in and what you're capable of and what like you're ready you, to contribute. Me or on the employee the end. So okay. we speak yeah. a lot about what's possible with employees, and I think people have so yes. much potential. And but are they when, actually ready? Are they actually ready, and have they actually earned it? Because I could see someone listening to what we say and being like, "Yeah, dude, I'm ready. I need this, that, and the other." Because huh. I've been kicking ass. Yeah, when, we've seen that before. When you actually really haven't. Yeah, you know? we've seen a lot of like, "This is awesome. I can't believe how much you're telling me this is going to be so good." And then it turns, they're like. I don't like doing this at all. I'm like, well, then why do you do it? <laughs> right. And it's just, there is, there is this, um, there is a, uh, there's, there's a burden on you too. Oh yeah. So watch to earn, to earn what you're able, able to get. Mm-hmm. Not everyone's there yet. And that mm-hmm. takes time. Right. No, that's, that is absolutely true. And that is, I think when you're semi young, especially when you don't know what you want to do and you haven't walked through what it's like to actually have to see something through that's really, really hard. That can come back and bite you in the ass pretty hard. You'll be like, oh, yeah, dude, I cannot wait to take on whatever it's say. It's partner. Pro- I can't wait to take on the partner program. And you get on there, you're like, oh, man, I thought I was just going to be like traveling and doing trainings and like connecting with everybody. And it's like, no, nah, dude, you're emailing and you're on the phone a lot and you're projecting and you're forecasting along with the green team and working with the roastery and you're doing a lot of amazing connective backend work that actually makes it run. And then those are the fun bonus things that everybody gets to see because everybody posts that shit on Instagram. But the job isn't that. And you signed up for it thinking you're going to kill it. And you actually hate doing most of the stuff that it requires to do a good job. Yeah. And That's having that, that awareness to be, <clears throat> okay, I've earned something or I feel like I've earned something. I want to do this. And being able to look at it and be like, what is the real value in this thing that I want to do? Do I want to do it just because I want to do it and I feel like I've earned it? Or is it actually going to give back and contribute to something in a bigger way? Yeah. And that is a, that's a question that a lot of people have a hard time, it seems like, asking. It's also kind of hard to answer. Like, I'm trying to, I'm thinking back, right? Like, when I decided to go help start Vervin, leave Chico, go to a place where I have no friends. It felt like it was the right thing to do. And I went with my gut. And then at the same time, I'm like, I guess there was a lot of belief that I could contribute to something like you said, and to make something matter. At the same time, I didn't expect to get over here and work for basically three months without a day off. At the same time, again, though, Seeing that through, no matter how hard it was and tiring it was, it's also probably like it was a pretty amazing lesson. Be like, okay, is this what it takes? This is what it takes to make it sometimes. And then I just kind of had enough resilience and like, I don't know, naivete to like see it through and not overly judge what was imperfect. Yeah. For lack of a better term. a different situation than creating something on your own. Yeah. You know what I mean? There you're along for the ride on something in a very big way. Like you're mm-hmm. undoubtedly contributing to it. I'm more thinking in the context of let's say I work somewhere. Let's say I work here and I'm bringing a project to the table. It's like, hey, I want to do this project because I've been working here for four years and I've been kind of kicking ass. And then this is the thing I want to do. And being able to see, you know, where does this, 
what does really have to do with anything else? Separating that I just want to do this vibe versus the this is going to contribute to something that's important to us vibe. I think what I what I learned though, what I was getting at is that I didn't have to be in charge of it, so I had enough space to not feel stressed by it. But I got to see exactly what it took, mm. so I got to learn a little bit of that. Yeah, seeing like okay. You know, I heard him talk. I heard him all the conversations for the most part about what was right, what was wrong. We were all we were all figuring out together. Like, so that there was there was that part where I'm like, okay, these are all the details that are being talked about. So I was learning a lot in that context. That's kind of where I was going, where that learning was invaluable. But at the same time, I would not have been ready to start my own company. But I got to watch and learn, and it was really weird. And and most people probably wouldn't have committed. I don't think to working that much without as much rest. Like I had a lot of belief. I just don't think so. Like it was genuinely three months with like one day off. And that's, that was a lot. Like you look back and you're like, damn dude, that was, I mean, then that's what we did. Uh, yeah. But we only had to do it because of sort of our learning and our ability to have three of us helping and an amazing team. It was only like a month before we had a full, actually maybe not even maybe like three weeks before we took one day off. Maybe it was a month. We took one day. I remember that first day off. But all that to say. That's different, though. You're totally right. Like, you Doing have to. Doing it yourself and expecting someone else to do it. Exactly. Is different. Like, we wouldn't. Right. We never had an employee that we expected to work three months straight with no days off. No, I don't think we even got. I think maybe very seldomly there was a six-day situation, if at all. Maybe not even that. I think we, we launched pretty hard. You're totally right. It's a different thing to have to go make it yourself. And that's an older, that's a more old school business model, right? Like we're building this thing. It's going to be awesome. If you want to be a part of it, this is what we do. We work for three months and fucking whatever it takes to make Except it right. Except for tech. I think tech is exactly that still, right? Sure. But oh, I guess, yeah, maybe but, it's not old school. Maybe it's just not. Well, it's just changed. It's just different. Yeah. I think it is old school maybe in, or maybe, maybe we're just trying to make a new school. But I, I think tech is like swim till you drown and then get out. <laughs> is what it feels like to me i don't know anything about it but i'd imagine that if you're working in that circle you're kind of envisioning the payout which is i can tolerate this This much much pain and this much time for this many millions of dollars or whatever that up that's what it sounds like whatever that ends up being and if i fry myself for a few years then that's fine because i'm hopefully i'll be chill i mean that is definitely how there's three people that i won't use their names that come to mind who work in different departments and they started at significant tech companies. And every time they talk about it, like, yeah, I'm so glad I'm out of that. I worked my ass off to get out of that. And so that just means something to me. I don't ever go too deep. I can just imagine it's probably really long hours, nonstop stress. Like, I mean, you probably get berated a lot. Things have to be perfect, whatever. But that there's just a better way. I think we're talking about a better way. And then there's a lot to learn. Man, you do really have to want, I guess what we're coming down to is you have to really want to see through what you want to do and believe in, in some capacity, if you want to do it. And if somebody was going to try to, whatever, do something newish or different within the umbrella of Cat and Cloud, they have to take it on with the right, which we have a lot of great people with attitudes like that right now, don't we? Here's a belief question. When you work three months in a row... Did you work three months in a row because you had to work three months in a row? 
or did you work three months in a row because you believe so much? Do you think at any time, like during that period, you could have been like, hey, I really believe in what's going on, but I just need a day off, dude. I need like two days off. Like, is that a situation that happened? No, I think it was both. I think I was conditioned to be like, whoever's your boss is your boss and this is what you do. Yeah. I very much also believed though that I was going to contribute to making like one of the best, if not the best companies in the world. But I, I mean, I burned out. I had a migraine at the first, second ever CrossFit Games. You came to visit. Yep, I remember. You, Brent Fortune, Drew. Scott. Who? Was Flex there? Well, yeah, he was. Wait, wait, yeah, was but he whole, working? Yeah, this yeah, is, you go, know, go. I'll tell the whole thing. But okay, like, you, who was the other one? Was it just you three? Me and Drew. Oh, Ryan Brown, too. Was Ryan there? I think so, because I think we went to, um, I think later on in that day, we went to like the Crow's Nest. For a Dick, drink, dude. But for sure, it, it, maybe not Ryan Brown, but for sure. I for sure remember Brent, Drew. I remember Drew, being out at Aromas. It might have just been Brent, you, Drew. I don't think Ryan was there. He might have been. Sorry, Ryan, if you were there. Well, either way, and by the way, Scott Flex, you're my dude now. Love you for real, but then could not stand you. You're a completely different person. Scott Flex is a baller now and a genuinely amazing person. But at the time, we brought him on to be in charge of stuff wholesale. And I wasn't down. I had said it from the very beginning. I wasn't down. And then we landed this CrossFit, which at the time I had no idea what it was. CrossFit well, Because it games. wasn't much. That's no, the thing. it was the second year of the this CrossFit Games ever. 2008 or something? Yeah, 2008. Something Maybe like 2009, but I think 2008. Whatever, right around then. And I have a migraine, partially from stress of all those days of work. And anyway, we're out there at the thing. Nobody wants our coffee. It's 105 degrees, and we only have hot stuff. Because it was that lever machine, mm-hmm. which is basically either only espresso or Americano, yeah. steamy things. And nobody really knew who we were. The space looked cool. Like, we had our, we had our spot set up. It looked nice. And then I, I just felt really inauthentic there because I had this young salesperson who was just, like, spouting off sales talk and kind of peacocking, which is what young people do doesn't do that anymore way more genuine and amazing but like i'm feeling uncomfortable nobody is coming to this thing and i have this terrible migraine i'm like i worked like three months without a day off and in that moment i was like i think i could be a firefighter and at least get days off and there was that moment where i was like almost ready to quit coffee altogether yeah i remember when we were on the, we were on the beach on the west side across from where colby used to live uh-huh and i don't know if that was that same weekend it might have been probably was or another one when i came up and you were like, dude, I don't know. I'm thinking of doing this firefighter thing. Like, yeah. it just, I don't know if it's worth it. Like, I can't hang. <laughs> no, I mean, I was, I was ragged. I, like, totally was ragged. And I was, yeah, it was just a hard time for sure. And it's just because that adds up. And you're going after it. And you're like, I don't know. Like, it, so it did get to that level. And we started bringing people on. And it was still at that. I mean, I was still at that level. when the, Then we, we hired our first manager. And it, it wasn't me. And I was like, this is this person's a good person, but not the right fit for manager. And I was, oh, dude, I was so emotionally drained. Like we would, dude, all of us would be so like, we would cry over shit that wasn't sad. Like we were just done. <laughs> like the towels for compete. They're like, Hey, you're going to compete. And it was like, go to the one where you won. I was like, I have three days to practice. I okay. I'm going to go compete. And like, 
man, everything was like so on the line and I didn't do it right. And then I washed my towels and I got yelled at because lint got on them in the dishwasher or in the washing machine. And I was getting yelled at and I was just trying to compete. I was like, I for sure remember getting just ripped on for like not having my shit together. And I'm like, I'm 25 years old. Like, I don't know what's going on. The Cat and Cloud podcast is sponsored by Steeped Coffee. Steeped Coffee is a new brewing method that combines specialty craft coffee into a single serving bag. You don't need a machine. You don't have to make a mess no matter where you are. All you have to do is add hot water. Each steep pack is individually sealed in nitrogen flush so it stays fresh and it's got this special immersion filter. And the filter is ultrasonic sealed which means it's sealed together with no glue, no staples, so there's no weird stuff floating around in your coffee. Steeped is a benefit B Corp. They ethically source all their coffee. Their packaging is fully compostable, and they believe that business should be done without compromise. You can get your hands on Steeped Coffee at steepedcoffee.com. That's S-T-E-E-P-E-D coffee.com. Asking your local retail stores to start carrying Steeped or having your favorite roaster reach out and get in touch. If you happen to be in Santa Cruz, come on by any of the Cat and Cloud locations. We have it there for you. Basically, they're just doing their best to change the coffee industry and make your life more convenient with their pre-portioned, pre-ground innovation. So tell all your friends. There's, there's, there's one version of that's your belief in this thing. There's one part of it that is a broken workplace culture, which is like you do what your boss tells you no matter what, because that's just how work works. And that's what our parents told us to do. And that's we how get you get fired ahead. and you're gone. Right. Like, mm-hmm. it, and like if I don't, I'm just replaceable. So mm-hmm. I don't want to fucking do that because I don't really have a place to live. I'm right. already sleeping on a couch. <laughs> like that's that's true. I remember in 2010 Alita years, we did that first um kind of competition show and tell that birthed the one and one where the one and one came out of and it went super well and it was so hot everyone was there and then it was hot colby out of nowhere like a few months later was like we're doing or maybe just a month later, i remember I that know. we're He's doing like, it we're, again we're doing another one and i was like what he's like yeah we're doing it this weekend we're gonna do the thing and, and oh, i so didn't gnarly. have the tools to be able to communicate the way i yeah. can communicate now so i'm just like kind of partially that same thing where i was like all right, I guess this is what we're going to do. But I was fucking bummed. Did the thing. It wasn't even that hot because nobody, Cause nobody who was it. involved in it was like backing it, yeah. you know? And it was just like a. It was just not call. the right timing. Yeah. It wasn't the right time. Yeah. yeah. I remember. It was. It was just like, that worked super good. Let's do it again and bring a bunch of energy to the place. And it's like, uh, yeah. Yeah. It's not the right feel. You just like, can't do it again. He didn't understand. Like, that yeah. Was, some things are just a moment, and that was a moment. We got and you can't just copy and paste the moment. Yeah. Like, the moment was there. Exactly. So I remember being next The one and one was created. The one and one was created. You can't create it it's again. It's a fucking moment, yeah. bro. We're we doing it. We made a video it. already. We were in the uh, roastery next door from 41st, and I was throwing shit and, like, kicking shit and, like, borderline breaking stuff, like, slamming dish tubs around, and he was in there. And he's all... That was one of the first times I remember I was, like shooting super straight with my bosses in like in a negative way yeah he's like what's going on i was like dude i'm fucking pissed he's all why i was like this fucking sucks he's all what do you mean i'm like nobody wants to do this he's all what do you mean i'm like dude we did this like a month ago it was awesome 
Now we have to do it again. Nobody gave us any heads up. Nobody told us why. Nobody asked us if we wanted to do it. It's like our performances and like nobody structured it well. Like it was just, it just feels lame. Like Mm -hmm. nobody's excited to do it and it feels super forced and we're just, everybody's fucking bummed, dude. And I'm pissed. Like, this isn't why I came here. This is stupid. And he was like, well, dude, like nobody told me. Yeah. And I was like, good point. I was like, okay, that's fair. Like, that's actually fair. Like I could have, I could have communicated like when the thing got scheduled, like come to him and be like, Hey dude, like it just doesn't feel right. It's not the right time. We we didn't have that open communication. I didn't feel that comfortable doing that right then. So I threw a temper tantrum instead. Mm -hmm. And that was how I expressed myself. But I, that worked in those scenarios though, with, for the most part. Um, cause I, you know, like I think other people got, things that they wanted and needed because they were able to be direct and straight up just be like this is what i need and this is what i do and i never felt comfortable doing that there for jeez probably until like the sixth year you know but that's kind of what happens when you start it it can happen unless the leadership leads you to feel that way and that's where you open a company and you hopefully do a good job anyway yeah but being able to be direct i think was really important and worked well even if you probably did it in a semi, probably amateur way at the time. Oh, I mean, that definitely wasn't the right way to do yeah. it. I had so many blow ups there because I, that's why I'm like asking, okay, cool. Like, is there a moment where you could have been like, hey, I'm just really kind of, you know, burned out, but working, but that. It's a good didn't, question. It didn't really seem like it was on the table or we didn't have the tools to understand how that, that went. Because I remember. <laughs> <laughs> so many good things. <laughs> oh. You getting some good memories? Pop I'm up? getting some. So the first, the first meeting. Oh, why was I even there? Um, I was putting. Dude, I was freaking. I was. Uh, um, what's his name from Marvel with the eye patch? I was just putting together the team, dude. I was assembling. Oh yeah, dude. Um, <laughs> Fury. Nick, I was trying to Nick, Nick Fury, Fury here. And I was like, get Chris, bring over some, some Ian, some some John Withers, some Sarah P. It was. Some, uh, uh, I somehow got involved in some training situation with wholesale. This is before I had an official, official role, but I ended up in a meeting. I mean, it was probably because there was only one thing to do besides manage the cafe. Yeah. (laughs) It was like, give this guy something. Yeah. I mean, he's good too. For perspective, for everybody listening, this is, this is kind of a trip because I met someone who watches our stuff and is like connected to our culture and they came on a tour of, of Santa Cruz and, like, oh, cool. Like, that's awesome. Where else did you go get coffee? And they're like, oh, I don't know. And I'm like, oh, you know, the, one of the verbs is, we were on the west side. One of the verbs is right around the corner over on fair. And they're yeah. like, oh, they have cafes here? And I was like, yeah. They're like, I was like, they're from here. They're like, verbs from Santa Cruz? Whoa. So there's like, there's so many people we're who that would that level. I mean, they have a, such a huge presence in know, Los big. Angeles LA's that if you were just getting feeling. into coffee, you'd probably assume that they're from L.A. Or, right, because L.A. is you know, bigger. And wow, they got a place trip. in Tokyo, which just doesn't. Right. So anyway, for perspective, this is, you know, from I started working there late 2009, and it was only one store yeah. on 41st Avenue, and the roastery Street. was next door in this tiny little room, which is now an ice cream shop. We roast next door. So that was it. Yeah. There was nothing else going on. So it wasn't this big thing no. that we were in. It was really, really small. But we are trying to make a push for wholesale. It was right when uh, Scott came on. And it was me, Colby, Ryan, 
and flex and scott was in his zone that you just described Damn, which dude. he was just smoking on this thing. cigs He's like, ripping it we're gonna take this person's account we're gonna take that person's account we're gonna take that person's account and i just flew off the fucking hand i was like fuck this shit dude and everyone's like what i was like this is not how you fucking do things like this is because i was just like that's this- why they brought him on too is how oh, baller he was at that and i was like this is a community like i didn't know shit know. about sales right but i'm like he's t- and I just came from Ritual. Sure. And I fucking, Eileen's awesome to yeah. me. Like, yeah. Yeah. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Still one of my favorite jobs loyalty. ever. And yeah. like her, like their name came up in these accounts. And I'm like, dude, these are my friends. Like, I'm not here to fucking be in this meeting about stealing my yep. friends' wholesale accounts. Like, I remember those times. Fuck no. And yeah. I like yelled through some shit. <laughs> like walked out. <laughs> like that was like the Chris Baca communication style back in the day. You were pretty like that at the beginning. I was like fucking. Yeah. Well, dude, I don't know. I was like. Look at that one again. I was kind of an angry kid. And in some ways I'm still kind of like an angry. Comes and goes. Dude. Yeah. It comes in. You hulk up a little. I hulk up for sure. Drop a little banner and in there. And just fucking just get mad. I mean, I was never taught how to communicate. So. Yeah. And I'm really particular, so when things don't go my way, I'm, like, prone to throw a temper tantrum or walk out of the room or just kick some shit. I don't know. It's funny to have those moments and to put them in the context of, like, where everybody was. Like, everybody in that room was just a stupid kid. Like, Colby and Ryan were barely older than us with barely more experience. They're less, probably, they were probably younger than we are now. Oh, for sure. Not probably. They were They're younger than we are now. They're not much older than us. Yeah. And probably less experience in some ways. Like, oh, sure, for like sure. we had more experience than them in the context of the coffee industry. <laughs> even though they're mm-hmm. the bosses like Ryan had had some experience. Ryan, yeah, sure. not Ryan, but Colby Col- for sure. Colby was pretty green and then uh-huh. in like the new it was just weird. It's mm-hmm. like, okay, there's like a bunch of dudes in their mid-20s like throwing fits trying to and act trying like to take we know over we're the doing. world and we're like in charge of shit i'm like oh my god dude what a train wreck <laughs> it's fucking awesome it's a miracle so cool. that whole place worked to be honest it's awesome i mean it's really good not a miracle actually yeah, at all. there was a lot of really great intention and a lot of good inspiration and a lot of it just it was yeah it, it makes such sense. a coming of age sort of time for a lot of things including the coffee industry like it was all happening yeah it's it's fucking hilarious like yeah out of all the things that they that i think they're ridiculous at doing i one of the the i mean you're a big part of the reason why i went there like i never would have worked there if you weren't there that's like 100 percent. but on the other there was good inspiration for that like they started something and they had an intention absolutely and they were hungry to do it and i respected that to where it's like okay you're not just here to play business owner or for funsies you're like trying to do something so there was like a clear enough picture to grab right so there was like there was not ever a clear enough vision that you could tell it to anybody but there was a clear enough picture for those of us who were there at the very beginning of like what we wanted to do and it wasn't big enough for you and i at the end but it at the beginning it it seemed like it could be huge and i totally believed and was able you know i was like i can see how we can make this happen i this is a no-brainer to me and I, I mean, I probably that's maybe where my biggest contribution was, was the ability to get other people to believe in it. But also even like maybe help Colby and Ryan at the time see that like it's going to be OK when they were like stressing out. I remember having to repull like 20 shots that are like the exact same because it didn't look right for Matt Williams, who is now what like the head roaster for G and B go get him. 
and we had like we brought him on and it was like this whole thing of like i have to serve him this perfect shot and i'm like bro it's it's i'm you're making me just throw coffee out because you're just nervous this is gonna be, you know like there was a lot of that and at I'm the time like, he's literally just like a home he's, like a- <laughs> he's a home barista who reads blogs yeah and i think he got to work a couple of guest shifts at clatch in la for, uh or like worked there for like a month and so it was like oh, oh dude, guest shifts okay i remember when we came down and we were camping oh yeah i remember i was wearing my orange coffee. atari shirt and yeah, this is at the time okay like I'd fucking won a regional barista competition, you know, placing in nationals and me and Drew show up to work a guest shift at Verve before we worked there. And I remember Ryan being there and he was hovering so hard because he's like, like at Ritual, they steam their milk like a little colder than we do. It's like, make sure they steam the milk hot. And I was like steaming milk and he would like touch it like before i poured it <laughs> he was so paranoid it was awesome well i remember he was trying to get y'all to pull because y'all were just gonna pull the coffee how you thought it tasted good and he was trying to like make yeah i we mean we had our melt it. yeah it was pretty funny which yeah. i totally dig like yeah, yeah. i, I that, get that that's like, how you work a guest shift yep. somewhere you totally you take on their um you're supposed to style. take it on like, yeah there's no fucking way i would let anybody yeah. jump and that's why we don't really do guest shifts because nah. it's like you earn your place behind that counter but that was like a different world back then it was yeah like, but that was pretty fun. But that's part of the reason I was like, okay, these guys are—they actually give a shit. It's mm-hmm. not just like random, you right? Know? There was so a was lot like, of intention. As funny as that was, like, I can I can totally respect having an idea for how you want to see shit go. Right. Like, there could have been a lot of uh, positivity actually if some some people from the world came and helped with like the confidence and the clarity of the message and the mission and the plan. It could have actually I think gone, which it doesn't really matter. But you like look at that and it's right. It's like. Yeah, there was a lot of specific particulars that kind of got left because of the tension, I think, on the table. And and I think there's so much cool learning there. I'm just thinking back, like, I don't think I would have felt comfortable asking for time because I came from such a scarcity mindset anyway that it was like the amount of money in tips and whatever, even though it didn't go the same distance in Santa Cruz as it did in Chico was like more than I ever made. I was like, well, if I'm ever going to make anything of myself, this is the only way because I don't have a college idea. I know that I can do this. Like I have to do this or else I'm going to, I mean, it's kind of what we said at the beginning of this thing. It's like, we started our business. What are you going to do otherwise? And that's, that's where I was at. Now I'm like, if this business failed, I honestly think that I could go crush it. And I don't know if I'd love it, which is a thing that I think about all the time. I'm like, I could probably go work for Disney and make something, be an Imagineer of some capacity. Or I could probably go work somewhere that I believed in and make something happen for them that was special. But I don't want to at all. Yeah. Um, but that is the definitely the difference is I had no confidence, nobody believing in me, really. They would say you're the golden child, but they'd also, you know, like without realizing it like crushed me over and over again emotionally and and i had a lot of shame for my life so it was like it's weird i had the same to do it the scarcity mindset is like a real thing i remember when i got the job at ritual eileen gave me the job and she's like when can you start and i was like i can start tomorrow right it's classic and whenever you need she was like she was like do you need any more time and i didn't know her you know like this is all new to me this is like my dream job and she's like do you need it like you know when are you gonna be here i was like well i i'm gonna move my stuff on like whatever it was like a tuesday or yeah. something and she's all i was like i'll start on wednesday she's like you want to spend like a you know take a week or whatever and my mind in that moment was like if i say yes that i'm going to take a week that could mean that i might not get the yep. job or it could mean that it seems like i'm not as excited 
to have the job as someone else could be. And then I'm going to be a bad employee. And then, yeah, I'm going to start on Wednesday for sure. And that was the fucking worst because I went home. Right. Jenny and I were like splitting up at the time. So it was like, I went home, I packed up all my shit in my red 240SX. I had a bike in there that it was my dad's that I hadn't rode for like forever. Right. And I drove to San Francisco to sleep on my friend Tim's couch that night. I got my all my shit settled in and unpacked at maybe pff, fucking one in the morning. And then I had to ride this super heavy, gnarly ass janky bike <laughs> to open with Tooker at like five thirty. And right. I was fucking just roasted. <laughs> roasted. I showed up and I was just like completely excited to be there and also sure. super fried. And yeah. he's like, okay, cool. Like First things first, like you set up the pastry case. So this is more pastries than I've ever seen in my life sure. because they're busy as fuck and I'm from Modesto. So I'm like putting out the pastries and I'm just like so focused on doing it perfect and I'm so tired and I'm just not saying anything. And like 10 minutes go by and he looks over at me. He's like, so it's pretty cool to talk to you. Uh, <laughs> I was like, dude, I don't know what to do. I was like, I feel like such an imposter here right now. Like I feel like such a loser. Like... <laughs> I'm so it's good to be here. I'm so tired. I can't even believe I got this job. Like, I'm just trying to not get my fired at this point. Apart like, and coming like, together, I think, yeah, maybe, like, I hope. I'm getting a divorce, and my life sucks, and this Man, is so stupid. And, like, thank you for this opportunity. And it wasn't until I saw so many other people come through and started being comfortable. It's like, oh, I totally could have just been like, yeah, I'm going to take a couple weeks and get used to the city or whatever. Right. And it wouldn't have made me seem like a lazy, like uninterested yeah, people, piece of shit employee. It's, people wouldn't have thought of you how you thought people yeah, thought of you. But I was just in that same mindset to where it's like, dude, if you don't do this, you're just a sack of shit. It's weird, dude. It is fucking weird. Thanks for listening, y'all. This podcast is an extension of our mission to inspire connection by creating memorable experiences. If you want to get more acquainted with what we do, you can go on over to catandcloud.com. There you'll find a little bit of everything. If you want coffee, we got coffee there. If you want to be directed to some other magic media basically it's your hub for all things cat and cloud if you want to dive in on a deeper level we do have a patreon it's five dollars a month about the price of a latte each month you get a peek behind the scenes of what we do here unpacking some of the ideas that we talk about during this podcast rants and raves q a's jared and i just talking shit together biased opinion yes but i think it's a lot of fun so thanks for listening go out and inspire someone to do something amazing bye